Hello, and welcome to the May episode of Jazz Talk Seattle. Today, we have in our studio with us, Sean Schlogel. Hey, everybody. Hello. And, hey. And we have across the internet, because Max is sick, uh, Max. Hey. <laughs> Here I am. Yep. So before we get started, just a reminder, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. You can like our Facebook page, look us up, uh, Jazz Talk Seattle, and that's probably the best place to get all the news about what's going on. So, Sean is a keyboardist, pianist, composer, producer, and uh, <laughs> is here to talk about his work with the electro-pop duo Moose Like Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Hello? So, uh, tell us a bit about this band. Um, how did you get started playing, um, playing in this band? Funny thing is, actually, the whole reason I'm in this band is because of Max. Oh, that's right. I actually forgotten about that. Yeah, I was really to remember that. <laughs> so, uh, Max went to Berkeley uh, with David, uh, who's the, the lead man of the group. Mm-hmm. And uh, he moved to Seattle. And then, uh, Max, he got in touch with you, right, about trying to find a keyboardist? Uh, well, he had asked me if I wanted to play as well, I think, initially. Oh, okay. And then I think I, I couldn't do it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember exactly how that happened, but he was also looking for a keyboardist, and I was like, oh, well, here's Sean. Uh-huh. I think we were all living at the same house. We were. At that point. We yeah, were so, at, uh, the historic Cat HQ. Yeah, so when gigs came in, you kind of just transferred them off to whoever was in your house, you know, uh-huh. at any given yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh-huh. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, um, David was, uh, he was starting to get. Uh, um, like uh connections built out in china mm-hmm. and so uh he was trying to get together a band to tour out there for uh about a month and a half wow and so uh he talked to max uh, looking for a keyboardist that could learn all the synth parts mm-hmm. uh and uh, max recommended me and then uh started uh a relationship that has now carried on to now i guess about three years later wow yeah so cool. that first tour was yeah about three years ago. Oh, oh, I see. I didn't realize that you had been touring together for for that long. Yeah, we haven't gone on like a month and a half tour every single year, but I've been to China uh, back and forth several times now. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I seem to remember the band being a bit bigger when you guys first started playing. Is that the, is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, the, so the first tour we had. Um, it was me on keyboards, uh, David on guitar and vocals. Uh, we had another vocalist, uh, and then a drummer and a bassist. So it was like a full band, and uh, it was just so many moving parts. And um, for playing electronic music, it it just was really really hard to make it sound like we really really uh, wanted to carry it across with. Um, the um the band like that so we figured um as a duo would be better uh, in so a lot of ways what were some of the harder parts like uh, what made you realize that a duo would be better than a full band sure um well one of the things is having the issue of having uh one foot in america and one foot in in china um it's so david's from china right i well or he has family there? Well, yeah, okay. So it's kind of complicated, uh, but um, he he has a, he has a father who lives in Shanghai, 
and uh, he spent uh, some of his school years um, uh, like in elementary school, like in Taiwan. Um, oh, and then okay. he grew up also um, after that in, in Chicago. So his, his past is kind of varied. Um, and he's, um, I, he's like from multiple places. If you kind of ask about what period of his life or gotcha. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah, it was just easier to coordinate, um, just between the two of us. Cause we, we both knew we had a huge interest in, in going over there and we both loved it, uh, fully. And, um, then the type of sound we're going for is really synth. Uh, and, um, it's not that, um, it like, it's not that having a full band is, was a bad thing. Um, because actually it got to the point where we did want to expand. Mm. Uh, it just, uh, we wanted to pull back first, get the sound really right. And then maybe introduce more instruments, um, uh, along the way. That makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. And so to clarify, this is like pretty hardcore, like synth pop, right? Yeah. Um, and so here's the thing about also Moose Light Kingdom music is the songs are very varied. Um, uh, and, and kind of eclectic in terms of their styles. So some of them are more on the acoustic side uh, with synth, el- uh, synth elements, and then uh, some of them are, are like more straight, like EDM. Okay, so EDM and, and synth stuff. So yeah. in case so anyone's like, wondering, yeah. like how Jazz Talk Northwest is showcasing like a band that might be like synth pop or EDM or something, Sean is also a well-known jazz pianist around Seattle. And he, you know, he plays with a lot of local groups here too. So, just to make that connection apparent. Cool. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> I have a, a line of questions along that actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I know you personally primarily as a jazz pianist and composer, and Muslim Kingdom is not very much within that vein. How uh-huh. was that a transition that you had to go through, or is that a kind of music that you'd been working on all along before as well? Uh, no, it, um, you know, I, my, my, my background with, with, uh, music and, and keyboards, um, is actually kind of more from rock. Oh, really? Yeah. B- uh, before I, I started primarily playing jazz music, I was actually more of a rock keyboardist, uh, and I really loved playing synth. Cool. So that's where I fit right in with, with, uh, Moose Like Kingdom. However, I was like into like prog rock. Mm-hmm. Like bands like Dream Theater, uh, like uh, bands that change time time signatures like every half a measure, you know, <laughs> like uh, stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't really ever into this type of danceable pop, mm-hmm. um, and it was actually kind of quite foreign to me. Um, but uh, let me go back here. And then um, when I met um, David, I. Um, kind of realized we had very uh, very uh different backgrounds and different likes but however uh the more i kind of talked to him the more i started to build appreciation for this type of music sure um my life i've always gravitated towards um like things that are more improvised mm-hmm. um and he is super calculated and um he he he's a planner and he really really uh like plans out each song and 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 has everything really really uh nuanced um and so then i really started to see that um like people sometimes say like pop music is super easy like oh pop music it's it's so simple it's 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 dumb music but then i realized like no like to really do this type of music well you really have to be passionate about it and you really have to put um a lot of thought into it to sure. do it well 
Um, so it's kind of a transition for me, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Playing the synth was not so hard because um, I had kind of had that background before, but the style was something that I had to actually kind of gain appreciation for over time. Sure, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, um, but now um, I I really have more of a sense that you know music, like good music, uh, doesn't matter what it is, uh, what genre it is. Like good music is good music, definitely. Um, and there's a lot of elements that make music good, and um, there's uh, to me there's no like superior uh, music genres or anything like that. It's all about how much you're really putting yourself into it. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um that yeah, that's a really really cool story. Um has the work that you've done with Moose Light Kingdom and like playing synths and that kind of um electro pop stuff informed uh your other music work? Yeah. Um so I kind of took a break from the electronic type of stuff after my 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 high school days of wanting to be in a prog rock band Mm -hmm. um my my high school teacher introduced me to jazz and um i started to do that and then um when i went to college and started playing uh with other people it really just kind of gravitated more towards uh like acoustic jazz and stuff like that you know that's what was paying that's where you can get gigs you can go to jam sessions for that type of stuff um and that was most accessible to to just kind of jam with people so i kind of took a break from that um but i always really liked it um but after i i uh kind of joined the band again and then i realized how much fun it was to play this type of these these type of sounds on the keyboard um, and this type of music uh, with like electronic beats or other synth elements. Uh, then I'm like, wow, I kind of want to fuse this now again with my, my music. Um, Cause I have a, a lot of ideas and now I have more production capabilities um, under my belt to be able to make that come to life. So right now I don't, have anything i can say that uh i can say like as an example like oh yeah it's informed me on this recording or blah blah blah. but i have a lot of things now planned that i want to do cool um and uh, i have like a a a song i'd like to release here uh, pretty soon to kind of start the process uh but it's not quite ready yet but yeah i would like to do the uh electronic elements uh, in my music a lot more uh coming up that's really cool yeah like i would like to plug it into the wall (laughs) <laughs> so that's a, I have a question uh i was loosely following your travels in china and it appeared that you guys were playing for some pretty large crowds with some pretty uh insane lighting and effects uh going on what yeah, was, was that pretty like? insane i mean we're talking about how, how many people are we talking about what what what's that experience like most people have never experienced that um yeah like thinking back on it kind of feels like it was a dream (laughs) uh because like uh yeah it's um it's weird uh coming back from that type of thing uh but yeah we were playing in um in in stadiums and stuff like that where i don't know there was thousands of people uh i don't i don't remember the exact numbers uh and then uh over there man they have such incredible uh uh, production capabilities uh, for live performance. Like even some of the schools we played at, like they had all this this lighting and stuff like that, and the entire um, like stadium was filled and and uh, 
Then we were on some, um, I, you don't really call them TV shows over there, uh, but because uh, a lot of the shows are actually um, internet only based. Oh, wow. Over there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, because there's a ton of apps and stuff you can you can watch on. So we were on um, uh, what well, I would call a TV show over here, but uh, yeah, some like shows that were big. Um, and yeah, that was, it was crazy. Uh, just seeing the process um, of how they make you look really good. Um, I was going like to ask who you did your hair. You <laughs> <laughs> and picked your wardrobe for that one. Yeah. <laughs> if you have uh, seen me um, before going to China and being on this show, you would not yeah, believe that was me because uh, I, I had a hard time believing it was me. Uh, but there are teams of people that, um, you know, um, sort of dress you like your mom. Uh, so like they want to make sure that you look good for your first day of school. And so, uh, that's, um, kind of what happened there. There was definitely directors and stuff where you had to like, we had to go shopping for hours and hours to buy multiple sets of like stuff. And I hate shopping outside of thrift shopping. So, uh, we had to buy multiple things and they said yes to this, no to this. We had to look, um, cohesive as a group. And then once we got that together, then, um, there'd be makeup artists and, and, and multiple people that would um, take a look at your hair and try to make it really snazzy. Were all these people from the show that, that dressed you up? Um, yeah, so um, different show, different people. I see. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, uh, we've, we've done quite a few things, and um, we, we go to different venues or, or different shows or uh, different festivals and um different people yeah yeah you kind of just like uh you trust in them being uh professionals and you just uh let them go (laughs) and they do their thing and for the most part i looked pretty normal sometimes i would look like they would put a lot of like really white makeup on me and i would look (laughs) like a zombie like (laughs) reanimated it's kind of funny and my hair sometimes looked like i was like electrocuted so (laughs) they're really going for uh like asian pop star look yeah Um, yeah so they did the look really well yeah how much uh, veto power did you get over your look uh not a lot uh especially because my you know my chinese uh in that particular uh realm of uh speaking also is really poor so i i didn't know the words to be like i want it this way or this way so uh i just kind of smiled and um (laughs) and closed my eyes when they're putting makeup on my face so um it's a funny thing though you kind of just um it's a funny feeling letting go of that like just letting people kind of like mold you yeah, that hmm. sounds like it's got to be a weird experience. Yeah. And so you have uh, just came off yet another China trip, is that right? Correct. How long were you there this time? Uh, just two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that, that trip feels like a, a, another dream because uh, when you go to China or any other country that's that far away, by the time it, like two weeks is up, you've just adjusted. And then you mm-hmm. come back here, then it's just like a waking up from a dream but um that trip we uh were um yeah we did a reality tv show whoa this last trip so i can cross that off my list now of uh my bucket list but uh yeah it was a reality tv um show like a uh competition show um yeah it was it was kind of crazy it was like um it was like an american idol for bands got it yeah. Um, so each band would go up there and perform, and then they'd have like a judges panel and stuff like that. There was reality bits. Uh, we had all these interactions with the other bands, um, and 
Were they staged? Uh, some of them were, some of them were not. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the word reality when it comes to reality TV is, uh, yeah, they, they put that in there just to make it seem more like a reality. <laughs> but yeah. I've always been curious, like, what level of uh, involvement the producers have. Oh, they have a lot. Over the, yeah. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, but... yeah. But, um, no, most of it, most of it though, I can say is, uh, was not scripted, but just to make certain things kind of look better. Sometimes they'd be like, oh, do that same thing again, but don't be awkward this time or something like that. Uh, or hold this cause we're sponsored by them and <laughs> make sure like it's turned towards the camera this time. You know, it's funny, uh, man, I, uh, can, I can also cross drinking beer, uh, on camera in front of, uh, like, uh, uh, like uh, for a whole big TV show off my list because one of the um, the sponsors was uh, Tuborg, uh, otherwise called Lubao uh, beer, and mm. uh, they wanted us to drink on camera. So like we were drinking like so much, um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of funny to think about that like uh, on a TV show. So that's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, has that show aired yet? It has not aired yet. Um. So uh, yeah, I can't tell you too much about the show itself uh i mean like what's going to be like because i only know what it's like in pre-production right or i mean pre you know yeah uh release so yeah are we going to be able to see it over here in the united states too uh i think so because um so you know uh youtube is not uh it's not allowed uh over there uh mm-hmm. it's it's uh not a service that they allow but um I think because of that, they really don't, and plus it's like across borders and across the sea, so they don't have much monitoring over mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, it seems like, because you can pretty much find anything, like on Chinese TV or, or media, like being posted on YouTube. Interesting. Yeah, and I, yeah, because, um, yeah, um, the videos that we have been on, um, they're on there as well and we posted one of them and one of them is not even posted by us so yes yeah, so people just kind of like find the media and then post over there so interesting yeah um that's being said uh yeah this footage is going to be definitely funny slash cringy so we're looking forward <laughs> to uh to watching it ourselves and we're thinking about even having a um a lubao or whatever it is. Yeah, oh yeah, we definitely will have a lot of lubaos. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to be having a um, a recording of us watching it and kind of like doing some commentary. Uh, because Are you uh, going to do that yeah. here or are you going to be doing that in China? Uh, I think I'll be doing it here unless something brings me over there again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can look forward to that. But uh, there were some funny moments and a lot of things lost in translation. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So I have a couple questions about... Uh, I guess being a musician in China. Um, mm-hmm. So, I guess the first one would be: uh, Did you get a chance to check out the rest of the music scene or any of the rest of the music scene in China while you were there? Sure. Um, so when we went there um, this last like summer, and I was there for like seven months around that long. Um, yeah, we were actually part of a program. Uh, uh, in English called The Force uh, through Tencent. So it was like a collection of 20 bands. And uh, they were they were chosen um, to be part of this program. Um, so we got to check them all out and they would bring us to like different venues and tour us around, basically. Uh, it's kind of a competition, but it didn't really feel like one. It was kind of weird. 
Hmm. Um, but yeah, we got to we got to experience a lot of different types of bands, and yeah, there's a lot of amazing stuff. This last trip, we saw a total of 30 more bands uh, because that's how many were in the competition for this TV show. Seeing them was all amazing because there's so much different types of music uh, that you're used to seeing here, but then seeing Chinese people play it and just as well in their own style or better, you know, it was like, it was great. So it was really cool to see that. Uh, I met a lot of ac- uh, expat, um, <laughs> expat uh, musicians as well, and it's interesting seeing seeing them. So the music uh, scene in China is, is huge. I can just say that. Uh, I've seen a lot. Um, but I feel like I've only breached the surface. Hmm. Did you get a chance to collaborate with other people while you were over there too? Or has, was most of your time um, spent on Moose Like Kingdom? Oh yeah, when I was over there, most of my time was definitely Moose Like Kingdom. Sure. Um, there's a lot of collaborations I would like to do uh, yep. now that I know the people um, or some people over there. Um, like I, I know some jazz people over there now too. Uh, I, I uh, would love to do some collaborations with uh, those people. Uh, there's uh, lots of bands we we met. Uh, would love to play keyboards for them, uh, but uh, we didn't get to that point where we just had time to do that. When we were there, it was like super DIY as a foreign band. Hmm. So you like you don't have home field advantage over there, and you might think like being a foreign band gives you more like interest from people. Yes and no. Um, so we were like, yeah, we were really hustling a lot. So pretty much all my time went to Moose Like Kingdom. Sure. Yeah. So big seven months tour that you did like last year or last uh-huh. summer, right? Uh, what does that look like? What did your day to day look like? Mm. Yeah, a, a lot of it looked like spending time with David within four walls sitting in front of computer screens huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the music that comes out uh like electronic music is really glamorous but it's not near as glamorous as the uh the process of making it <laughs> like just a bunch of sweaty people uh working uh on their computers uh from morning till night um so so day-to-day would be like that a lot we would be doing um production um because we were gonna we were actually trying to be on this other tv show called uh jiku uh dinin uh so immediate electronic music okay yeah which was Mm. uh which we actually ended up not being a good fit for uh it was what the producers decided and after seeing the show i agreed with them because it was Mm. really um really theatric or like uh theatric in a way that i yeah would not feel comfortable with um but uh, yeah, so we had to do a lot of production for that, and then. But while we were doing that, we were also doing this other thing through Tencent called the Force. So then we had to be getting ready for shows. So we had to be rehearsing. So some days mm-hmm. would be like production, um, doing emails, communications, blah blah blah, and then um, we had to then rehearse for the next thing coming up here uh, to make sure we're ready for that, um, and then those days that we did go to something like that, we'd go to travel. Um, and then, uh, while we were traveling, we still had to do production stuff like that. It was, it was crazy. There's, um, day to day, it was something different, sure. uh, but lots of days were just a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. How much has jazz, uh, influenced what you saw or what you've seen of the music in China? I mean, over here, jazz has influenced quite a, I would even say almost most of the music, even even in pop music now, still, uh-huh. even if it's just a little bit. 
franchise is still yeah. kind of played a part. Um, I would <clears throat> say, from my perspective, uh, not near as much as, as in America. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely out there, and it's definitely people are, are aware of it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 growing, and um, I think uh, people are becoming more and more interested with it. Um, but yeah, I don't like a lot of people I talked to, like they, they knew about jazz and stuff like that, but they, that was about it. Like they didn't play it. They didn't really have necessarily friends that played it, but it depends on the circles that you're in. Um, cause I definitely met other jazz players. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I can't say that, uh, jazz has been a prolific thing in in china as for as you know just in a big sense but obviously there are still people that is definitely affected out there and i've had conversations with those people where they they love it and um like there's blues musicians um or funky blues bands um that they they just can't get enough of it um yeah so yeah cool that's cool uh so shifting gears a little bit um what are what what are you working on now? What kind of music are you working on these days? When you're since you're back in Seattle and not uh, being a famous music star out <laughs> on the Chinese pop scene, I don't know if the word "famous" uh, qualifies, or I don't know if I qualify the word uh, "famous." By the way, but uh, hopefully, uh, maybe after this TV show, we'll be famous. Uh, who knows? Um, uh, but uh, what type of music am I uh, working on now? Um, you know, now that I am back, um, you know, being out there for that long um, and kind of coming back, I had some um, kind of eye-opening revelations about myself. Sure. Um, that I, I've really loved working on that type of music with, with David um, and other music projects I've done in in the past. And I've always had my own music kind of on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have I have a ton of compositions and I have my trio kind of running uh, and booking. I'm trying to book more gigs for my own group. But yeah, that's the main thing is as I want to um, I want to get my my stuff out more uh, now and that's pretty eclectic stuff. Uh, like I said, I want to have electronic elements out in my music um, and then I have a lot of um, I don't know how to put it more along the lines of like standards uh that i've composed sure and i would like to really work on that and i would like to get more more groups together um i've been establishing myself um again since i've returned um and that's kind of kept me really busy um trying to get my studio or my teaching studio back up sure. as well as getting back in the community and gigging um uh weekly so um yeah, now that I feel like I'm kind of I'm I'm stable again, there's definitely some uh some of my music that I'm wanting to now concentrate again on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So future plans for Moose Light Kingdom? Future plans for Moose Light Kingdom. Uh so David, uh when I um when I left this last trip, he stayed. And so he's uh, he's going to try to find a place to to live in uh, in China, uh, probably Beijing. Uh, there's a ton of music in Beijing, um, and, a, and a lot of 
old culture there meets uh, new. It's and it's a huge place. It's it's really really cool. Um, so he's gonna move out there and he's gonna f- uh, make more and more connections. For me though, uh, I decided I wanted to come back home uh, to to Seattle in the Northwest. Um, I spent a long time out there and I loved it. Um, but uh, I decided that I want to make basically make my uh, home again uh, back here. So I will be going out there less. Um, but him and I still talk, and we are going to collaborate and stuff like that. Uh, but for for Moose Like Kingdom, it will continue going uh, strong because there's definitely a lot of traction for it. Uh, for my uh, role in it, um, that will be determined as we continue on because uh if we were like living in different states that's one thing but living in uh china and the u.s is another so um i hope to be going out there um as often as i can uh it's just a question of logistics now at this point um but yeah uh new releases are always coming up um and uh i think once some new connections are made uh then there'll be more more tours and uh, i know a music video is coming up um and that's being talked about and that's all that's also part of the beauty of electronic music is that you can kind of put things together a lot more easily you can uh we worked with producers out there um well not actually well while we were out there we worked with producers that were out here in america um and um yeah you i mean you can be sitting in your sweatpants making this music and someone else is also doing it in california with you uh as you're collaborating with them um so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that is a crazy thing about this music is um it's just easy to share as email you know so hey here's the new uh stems for this uh uh this part you're wanting um here check this out i'm gonna email it to you uh see how it fits okay that's great uh, however, I have this revision I want you to do, and then you don't have to meet over coffee uh, because it's it's physically impossible. You're just emailing someone that's thousands of miles away, and it works like that. Yeah, yeah, that's really really cool. Yeah, it's it's different. Uh, you know, it's it's cool because um, uh, I'm happy to have had this experience uh, doing this type of music. Um, as well as the music I'm doing back here, because uh, it really shows you all the possibilities, um, or where music can take you, or, or how different um, ways music can come to be. You know, um, you can sit in a room with so- with like someone else or other people, and um, have zero things planned out and just make it really organically. Uh, you can sit thousands of miles away from someone and have things really planned out and be sending stuff back and forth. Like it, it's just really cool how uh, there's different ways of making music, you know. So yeah, yeah, definitely can take many different forms, and that's cool. Yeah, cool. Well, we'd love to play a little sample of the Moose Like Kingdom um, um, music. Uh, is there a song that you would like us to to be playing? Sure. Um, yeah, I guess the uh the 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 big song that we've been um trying to uh hit out there is uh called Hide and Seek. Cool. And uh yeah, so that's a it's an EDM song. Um and uh yeah, it's uh, it was featured on a couple of shows and uh, this last show as well. Um and uh yeah, it's uh it's a dancer for sure. A, a oh, banger, yeah. as you would call it. <laughs> and uh yeah. And uh it was it was pretty fun performing that. So yeah, it's called uh, hide and seek. Uh 
All right. Well, let's give it a spin. Cool. quite a song sean um it's pretty pretty cool if you ask thanks me. buddy 
it's definitely worth checking out the video on YouTube. Yeah, the video is definitely something you have to watch. Um, and you'll see what I was talking about with all the lights and production and everything. For yeah, sure. We'll make sure to link to it in the description of the episode. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely look like you're having a good time there, Sean. Um, yeah, you know, uh, when you are <laughs> up on stage and there's a lot of people jumping up and down and confetti, it's kind of hard not to. So Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So if people are, uh, want to come hear you play in Seattle, uh, do you have any shows coming up? Yeah. Uh, well, Max, you and I are playing tonight at La Spiga. Yeah, but, but that'll be in the, in the past <laughs> in by the, the time past. you hear this. So <laughs> you time travelers out there uh, can catch us tonight. Uh, but no, I play um, every Thursday um, at La Spiga. Um, and then I'm up in Capitol Hill um, from 7 to 9.30. I'll be doing solo piano up there. As well as solo piano at Tandem uh, Dinner and Wine Bar in uh, Woodenville on Fridays. Uh, playing a fun reggae show uh, with my friend Indominus um, at the Sea Monster on uh, the 8th. And uh, my trio will be uh, back at the uh, Laspiga on 518 uh, the Saturday. And I'll be at uh, I'll be with you at the uh, Angry Beaver, and hopefully with you, Josh, uh, at the Angry Beaver Jam on the nineteenth. Nice. So yes, yeah. indeed. That's, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Also, I play in my living room daily. Uh, Are you inviting everybody? You to can your just living stop room? on by. Uh, <laughs> I'll make you some tea from China. I have that. So nice. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, plenty of awesome music coming up, and we're looking forward to hearing more releases from Moose Like Kingdom as well. Cool. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. Oh, my Thanks, pleasure. Sean. This was fun, guys. Awesome. Well, that's it. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>